everybody! It's me, Pee Wee Herman! <laughs> I'm here to welcome all of you to everyone's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is Just Okay, episode 58! Now, let's hit the theme song! <laughs> oh, podcast! Everybody, uh, welcome back, man! Thanks to uh, my good friend and childhood hero, Mister Pee Wee Herman, for uh, giving me that wonderful, warm introduction. I uh, really appreciate that. Um, here in a second, I'm actually gonna gonna talk to Pee Wee again uh, via satellite. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna do some fun things here today. Um, I want him to uh, to tell us uh, the word of the day. Um, you know, kind of like he used to do on his old uh, on his old. Uh, TV series, uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse. So, uh, Pee-wee, um, can you help me out with the, uh, the word of the day, please? <laughs> sure thing! Today's secret word is plagiarize. Now, you all remember what to do whenever anyone says a secret word, right? Scream! Right! For the rest of the day, whenever anyone says a secret word, scream real loud! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pee-wee. Um, okay, so you heard him. The word of the day is plagiarize. <laughs> now, the thing is, um, first of all, how is everybody's week? I, I always start off the show asking that. How's everybody's week been, man? Uh, I, I've had a pretty good week. I'm a day late on this. It's coming out. This is actually coming out today. So uh, Monday, it, it's a day late. But, you know, it'll be out there. So anyway, um, I got I to gotta talk about some things here. So... <clears throat> this morning, I was uh, getting my son ready for school, and uh, I had the laptop sitting here, and I was like, oh, you know what? I haven't been on SoundCloud. I know I have to do a podcast today, so um, I'm going to get on here on SoundCloud, and I'm going to check my stats and see how the show's been going, see if I got any new comments or anything like that, and uh, I- I'm checking it out, and, and on, I don't know if you guys know this, uh, for those of you who don't have a, who don't upload things to SoundCloud, but... Um, there's a little section on the right-hand side that uh, says what people are listening to on, whether it be app or um, phone or RSS, whatever it is that people are listening to. Um, so you got your countries uh, of origin, your cities, uh, your top cities, you got your top uh, listeners, and, and so on. And on the right-hand side, like I said, it says where people are finding your show. And um, a lot of these third-party websites are popping up, and I'm thinking... I never uploaded my, my show to any of these sites. I, I go strictly uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. That's it. <clears throat> and uh, so I get on there and I'm checking and I go, okay, well, that's that's kind of odd. And I, I uh, go to Google this morning and I type in, this podcast is just okay. And uh, just to see, you know, how accessible the show is to you guys who uh, are listening to it, who are newly discovering it and everything like that. And so I'm right there on the top, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. Go to the image search just to see if any of my uh, my pictures are popping up, because I do a different um, different bit of artwork every episode that I post to Instagram and the Facebook page. And so I get on there, and I'm seeing all these images that aren't mine, and I'm going, okay, that, that's kind of weird. So I click on one, 
And it says there's this other podcast out there who's using the tagline uh, "Meaty Mediocrity," and it says this show is just okay. And I'm going through that, and I'm like, wait a minute, that isn't that my line? So, um, yeah, and it looks like these guys haven't been around as long as my show. So, you know, I guess that's uh, a sincere form of flattery, I guess. But um, I don't know the rules and regulations to uh, actually go ahead and write them a cease and desist. But the thing is, I- I've had this show going, and um, I'm not going to change anything because these uh, these pinheads with a better web presence than I do want to steal my, my my stuff and my, my phrase and even steal the format of the show. And uh, I'm not going to – I'm not going to – say the name of their show i'm not going to link their website because i don't want to give them any publicity because what i found uh that they're doing is is wrong and i don't agree with it but hey man thank you guys for listening to my show so uh i'm glad you guys are here um i i guess that's my rant for today uh so far um but this whole episode is going to be about that so i got a i got a really cool um top five top ten maybe list for you um i'm gonna play you guys a song and then uh, i'll see you guys in a couple minutes they say i need some rogaine to put in my hair work it out at the gym to fit my underwear To transform a tool You'd hate for the kids to think That you lost your cool I'ma do the things that I wanna do I ain't got a thing to prove to you I'll leave my candy with the pork and beans Excuse my Don't give a hoot about what you think 
have it. So um, anyway, today I got a I got some cool stories for you guys here. Um, I'm pulling it up on the computer. Here. So anyway, uh, to, to begin with, uh, the word plagiarize. <laughs> the definition means to uh, take without referencing from someone else's writing or speech of intellectual property. Um, so just so you have an idea of what I'm talking about here. Um, I actually have um, a list here, uh, and I'm going to sort my sites. This my my uh, my site here. This is a uh, this is from a website called Plagiarism Today, um, and it's actually uh, let's see what is the title of it? Five great people who plagiarized. So there it is. Um, <clears throat> so here we go, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually uh, to get into this with you guys here, and uh, hopefully you'll find this pretty entertaining. I did. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. So, <clears throat> when you think about it, I mean, we we tend to think of uh, of, of plagiarism as, as being the last refuge for the lazy, um, the cheaters, and the incompetent. We like to think of plagiarism as uh, plagiarists as, as people who whose lack of character exceeds their lack of talents. Um, however, uh, history has shown us that it's not always the case. And while some plagiarists like uh, Jason Blair or uh, Jonah Lehrer have their careers dashed on the rocks of their unethical behavior, uh, still others have uh, plagiarism as merely a footnote as being part of a long, great career. Um, <clears throat> so number one on the list is uh, Martin Luther King Jr. You're like, what? Blasphemy. And I thought you weren't going to talk politics. I'm not talking politics. So... Um, <sighs> In the 50s and 60s, his uh, leadership in the civil rights movement not only won him a, a Nobel Peace Prize, Nobel Peace Prize, but it, it also helped bring about uh, radical changes in the United States. And his uh, iconic I Have a Dream speech is still remembered as one of the most powerful and important speeches in U.S. history. Um, <clears throat> so the plagiarism that, that he was uh, guilty of... Um, it, it took place in 1955 in support of his doctorate at the Boston University. Uh, King turned to, in, a, in a dissertation entitled A Comparison of the Conceptions of God in the Thinking of Paul Tillich and Henry Nelson Wayman. Um, he was able to successfully defend his dissertation and went on to receive his degree. However, um, after his wife donated King's papers to the Stanford University uh, King Papers Project, the group organizing the papers learned that portions of his earlier writings, included his, his doctoral, including his doctoral thesis, were taken from other authors. Uh, Ralph Lurker, a historian who worked on the project, said that uh, as King continued with his academic career, the attribution issues became more deeply ingrained and were a long-established practice by the time he wrote his dissertation. Um, allegations have also been levied at some of his later works, including his I Have a Dream speech, which was allegedly stolen from another pastor, Archibald, Archibald uh, Carey. Um, <clears throat> however, the similarities between the two works is very limited and is explained by both speeches pulling from an earlier work, namely Samuel Francis Smith's hymn, America. Um, in the end, though, Boston University did investigate the allegations of plagiarism and, in 1991, found that King's dissertation did contain plagiarism. However, while the school appealed it, uh, appended a note to the dissertation, it declined to revoke his degree, saying that the dissertation, despite its shortcomings, still contributed to the field. So, that's number one. Uh, number two is uh, Jane Goodall. Uh, we all remember that movie, Gorillas in the Mist, uh, with Sigourney Weaver. Uh, if not, check it out, man. It's it's pretty intense. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Jane Goodall is one of the 
few scientists um, that can be readily named by the general public. Uh, best known for her lifetime of work studying chimpanzees in Tanzania, she is not only known as one of the foremost experts on chimpanzees, but for her efforts on conservation and animal rights. Um, she's an author of numerous books, papers, and other works. Goodall spent over 50 years helping humans better understand chimpanzees and just how similar, how similar they are to us. Um, she has also been the public face of the movement, routinely appearing on television shows and on other media to get her message out. Now, her plagiarism... <clears throat> While King's plagiarism took place before his career began, Goodall's plagiarism allegations come at the most recent parts of her extremely long career. Um, in early 2013, Goodall was preparing to release a new book entitled Seeds of Hope. Uh, however, when review copies were sent out to various papers, Stephen Levingston at the Washington Post noticed that the book contained several passages with, used without attribution. Uh, to make matters worse, the passages came from sources that were less than desirable, including Wikipedia, uh, astrology sites, and so forth. Uh, the Daily Beast followed up and said, It found proof that even more passages were lifted, creating further concern about the release of the book. Uh, Goodall apologized for the plagiarism and blamed chaotic note-taking for the problems. Uh, the book ended up being postponed to address the plagiarism issues and was released in early 2014. So, uh, there's number two on that one. Uh, number three is uh, Johnny Cash. Uh, one of the biggest names in music history, Johnny Cash is primarily thought of as a country musician, but has actually been inducted into the country music, rock and roll, and gospel music halls of fame. Pretty sweet. <clears throat> Cash's many hits, including songs such as I Walk the Line, Ring of Fire, A Boy Named Sue, and Jackson, a duet with his wife, June Carter Cash. Um, known, for, known as much for his black attire as his music, The Man in Black, enjoyed a career spanning nearly five decades that earned him countless awards, and his music continues to influence multiple genres of music to this day. His plagiarism, in 1955, Johnny Cash recorded the song Folsom Prison Blues, the tale of a convicted murderer, uh being tortured by the sound of a passing train while stuck in prison. It was released that year and re-released again in 1968 after he performed the song at Folsom Prison. Um, however, Cash had lifted the melody and much of the lyrics from a 1953 song, Crescent City Blues, by Gordon Jenkins, about a narrator hoping to get out of a small Midwest town. Though Cash had changed the song fairly drastically, turning it into a piece about regret and imprisonment, the similarities are still more than glaring. And... Actually, the plagiarism resulted in a lawsuit, which was quickly settled with Cash paying $75,000 to put the issues to rest. That amount is worth about $660,000 today. Uh, number four, <clears throat> Helen Keller. Born in 1880, at 19 months old, Helen Keller became blind and deaf due to an illness. After being educated by Annie Sullivan, uh, a story immortalized in the play and film The Miracle Worker, Keller went on to be the first deaf-blind person to earn a Bachelor of Arts and went on to be a prolific author, public speaker, and political activist. Uh, today, Keller is best known from The Miracle Worker and from her autobiography, The Story of My Life. In 1961, she was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, one of the United States' highest civil civilian honors, and in 1965, she was elected to the National Women's Hall of Fame. So, um, pretty good accomplishment. I heard plagiarism. At age 11, Keller was already a celebrity. She penned a short story entitled The Frost King that was picked up by the Good Son Gazette, a journal about deaf and blind education. However, after its publication, it was noticed that the story bore a strong resemblance to another short story entitled Frost Fairies by Margaret Canby. Initially, the blame was put on the people around Keller on the theory that she was being exploited. 
Kellerville repeatedly stated that she had never been exposed to Frost Fairies, did not own a copy of it, and she had no recollection of the story. Um, according to Sullivan, her investigation into the matter found that a copy of the story was in the house that Keller stayed at while Sullivan was on vacation, and it was read to her there. Keller claims to have forgotten being read the story, though she retained much of the plot. So, yeah, call that what you will. Uh, number five, T.S. Eliot. Uh, Thomas Stearns Eliot, better known as T.S. Eliot, was a world-renowned poet and playwright famous for writing the poem The Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock, The Hollow Men, and various plays, including Murder in the Cathedral. Still, it was far and away his poetry that earned him his accolades, including his Nobel Prize in Literature, which he received in 1948. He remains one of the best-known and most studied poets in the English language. Now, his plagiarism... <clears throat> In 1922, Eliot published the popular poem The Wasteland. Decades later, it was discovered that the poem was largely a hodgepodge of text from lesser-known poets, one of them named Madison Kaysen and his poem entitled Wasteland. Well before the publication of The Wasteland, Eliot had already made no secret about his appropriation. In 1920, he published an essay that famously said, Immature poets imitate, mature poets steal, bad poets deface what they take, and good poets make it into something better, or at least something different. So, you know, justify it how you will, but, um, you know, the bottom line, actually, is that human beings tend to be complicated creatures, and we all do things that we aren't proud of. We all have things that we wish we could take back, and we've all made stupid decisions. Uh, while it's tempting to paint plagiarists with a broad brush, judging anyone by their bad deeds or greatest mistakes alone is unfair. And if we believe that many serious criminals can turn their lives around and do good that outweighs their mistakes... Maybe plagiarists can too. Um, to be clear, plagiarism is a significant misstep. It's a lie and it deprives original creators their rewards for their work. Uh, no industry or culture that values originality can afford to take plagiarism lightly. However, we shouldn't take it so heavily that we never give a plagiarist, especially the first offense plagiarist, the chance to redeem themselves and better the world. So, you know, doing that not only creates a culture of fear around plagiarism, but it deprives the rest of society the potential great works and deeds that a former plagiarist creates. Um, and in the end, though, what's unfair about these stories is not that several plagiarists were able to have great careers and achieve amazing things, but that others in the exact same position with similar misdeeds were not. Um, right now, there's little to no consistency as how the ethics of plagiarism are enforced, and that creates double and triple standards that keep many serious plagiarists working while shoving others out of their fields. But, you know, as we move forward with fixing this unbalance in the system, we need to remember that not every plagiarist is a bad person with nothing to contribute to society. Even as we work to minimize plagiarism, we should work to maximize contribution to society. So that's my advice to you. Think about how much would have been lost if the work of those who had been lost to us forever due to plagiarism. Would the world be a richer place? Probably not. So let's not shut up the next great scholar, activist, or author just because of a single misstep. And I'm, I'm saying that to you guys because, you know, I was pretty upset this morning when I when I uh, found out what was going on with the site and everything. And I thought, you know, at the same time, maybe I inspired someone. You know, what's what's to say it wasn't coincidence? I don't know. But maybe I inspired someone and, and they're, they're trying to do something great. You know, I didn't listen to their show um, <laughs> mostly in fear that it might be better than mine, but... Um, Maybe I'll give them a try and check them out and, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But I just want to give you guys a heads up, let you know what's going on. And, uh, well, there it is. So, but hey, you know, you guys come here and you listen to me rant and rave about 
whatever it is that I talk about. And, um, I'm grateful for that. So thank you. Um, and, uh, Hey, you know, the format let's, uh, let's segue into the next segment segment, which is, uh, trivia. Here we go. smarter so last week's trivia question i had asked you was uh what movie is loosely based on philip k dick's novel do androids dream of electric sheep and the answer is blade runner so um and i I hear they might be uh uh possibly rebooting that or making a sequel so i'm pretty excited to see that um this week's question is uh is a simple one for you for you guys who grew up watching uh you know old school cartoons and stuff and uh those of you now who have the boomerang network uh, what is the name of Johnny Quest's dog? So, think about that one. Um, and while you mull that one over, um, why don't you head over to uh, Facebook and write me the answer there at facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay. Um, you can also go to soundcloud.com slash this podcast is just okay to listen to every episode or iTunes. Um, I'm also on, on iTunes for free downloads. So uh, check that out. Um, if you're looking for uh, merchandise or you want to show your love and support for the show, go to cafepress.com slash this podcast is just okay merchandise. Um, I've got t-shirts, hats, pins, buttons, wallets, mugs, cups, glasses galore. You know, you name it, it's there. Um, so go ahead and check that out. Uh, I got the mediocrity at its finest wallets and, and, and glasses and everything like that. Um, you can also email me at justokpod at gmail.com um, for any questions, inquiries, or uh, stories. Tell me tell me something. Tell me a top five. Uh, tell me about your day. Um, <clears throat> I'm also on YouTube at youtube.com slash kissmember34, and I might be trying. I've been lazy, but I might be trying to move the show over to YouTube as well. Um, I might start posting every episode, um, archive, and everything on YouTube. So, uh Look for that. I'll keep you guys posted. See how that goes. Uh, I'm at Kissmember34 on Instagram, where I actually do uh, different pictures for each episode that I post. So um, go ahead and check that out there too. Um, now I, I guess we'll get into our next segment, uh, which is the mailbag. All right. So I know I haven't been up on it the last couple times. I'm gonna hit the uh, play the uh, mailbag theme. Go something like this. You have new mail waiting. All right, man. So with that sign, uh, we know it's time to get into our mailbag. And I do have a couple this week, so thank you guys for writing me. Um, This one comes from Amanda Blakely. Uh, It's called We Come From the School of Good Manners. Well, that's good because there's not a lot of of that going on these days. Nobody respects anybody anymore. So, um, you know, kudos to you for taking a stand. It says... Time for us to come back? It has been nearly a year since we last saw you. Kind of creepy. Would you like us to service your plumbing? Wait a minute. No, nobody's ever come up here and serviced my plumbing. Um, Everything's working just fine. Thank you. Um, 
There you go. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, the next one. <clears throat> this is from uh, Zully Abarka at Yahoo.com. And I want to say uh, thank you for writing into the show. Thank you for being a listener and supporter. It says, uh, Our HR department has been seeking a suitable employee to accompany our brand new U.S. office and come up with your contact info and resume you've placed on hiring agency website. Key responsibilities. Identify spheres while continuous improvement can be applied. Measure the level of improvement. Take part in meetings and make suggestions for process development. Develop and lead plans for all client negotiations on a monthly basis. With us, you will have high compensation, additional bonuses based on the results of your work, social welfare, and medical insurance. Position terms, minimum understanding of paperwork, handling high education, uh, skills or competence with PC. To get more details about our company and have position, please email back. Have a good day. Now, no, I'm not um, illiterate. That's actually how it was written. Um, I'm actually not seeking a job right now, and I, I didn't uh, apply to any of these guys. But um, thanks for the, the for the shout out and the uh, you know thanks for thinking of me. It's it's always good to be needed. So. Um, I got one more here. This is from uh, Godwin E.M.E. Emi? Emi? I'm sorry, I'm butchering your name. Um, I just want to say thank you for writing in. Uh, thank you for being a fan. Um, this is a... Ooh, this is a long email. So I'm not going to read this whole thing, but uh, we'll get the gist of it. <clears throat> the Central Bank of Nigeria Office of the Governor Contact, our reference... Blank, I'm... Uh, omitted... Um, payment notification. Definitely, I know that this letter will be a surprising one to you. Firstly, I would like to introduce myself formally as Mr. Godwin M. Fieli, the executive governor of the Central Bank of Nigeria. I'm officially contacting you today because your inheritance funds were redeposited into the federal suspense account of CBN Central Bank of Nigeria last week because you did not forward your claim as the rightful beneficiary well known to all. The Central Bank of Nigeria is the mother bank of all commercial banks here in Nigeria. So has the singular, singular right to carry out this delivery. Really, these men were unexpected by me because their visit was impromptu. I had to ask them why they came to see me in person, and they said that they were here to collect the inheritance bill in sum of eight million U.S. dollars, which rightfully belongs to you on your behalf, in respect of your unfinished transaction, which you were unable to collect your fund. Okay. At this development, I asked them who authorized them to come to Nigeria for the collection of this payment, and they told me you asked them to come and collect the look dude i'm not hiring any grocery clerks uh or, or errand boys to, to come collect the bill okay i i didn't ask for this you know what my money is my money and i want it now so <laughs> sorry to you mr nigerian prince um that's not the way things work here all right i don't want your business how about that keep the peace offerings um i guess that's uh that's all for the mailbag this week and um yeah, we got our trivia, you got your top ten uh, stuff, and you learned a little thing or two about the word plagiarize. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fun. I love doing that. But um, anyway, it looks like our time here has run out. Um, I got some stuff I got to get to. I got to I got to get to the bank, um, you know, to see someone about a Nigerian prince who's uh, holding my money up. So, um, you know. Keep it real, keep it fresh, keep your feet on the ground, keep your heads in the clouds. Um, have a week, and I will catch you guys next time.